Welcome in to the PFF NFL Daily. We got round one in the books. We're going to let you know our favorite and least favorite picks after day one of the NFL draft. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you bet our custom NFL draft prop before Thursday night. Triple your money with boosted odds on if more than one and a half running backs are selected in the first round. Don't forget, enter code PFF during sign-up only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Illinois, Tennessee, New Hampshire only. New customers only. Winnings paid out in free bets. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call. 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam, we finally have something to react to. We've got the full reaction to round one on the main PFF NFL podcast. But here on The Daily, we'll just focus on our favorite and least favorite pick from day one. So I'll let you go first. Your favorite pick from round one of the NFL draft. I think it has to be Justin Fields to Chicago, right? I mean, it was this is the big splash move that you've been talking about all offseason. The Bears finally did they something did exciting at the quarterback position, something that made poor old Robert Mays of the Athletic, friend of the show, cry a little tear. You know, it was the first reason the Bears fans have had <laughs> to be excited since Trubisky. <laughs> like, since the last move they made to draft a quarterback really high in the in the first round. Like, look... There are real flaws to Justin Fields' game, and I think it's probably important that we acknowledge them, but he's too talented to let fall this far. And for a team like Chicago, who going into the draft, we were saying, like we were speculating what the monster draft would, or what the monster trade would need to look like for the Bears to even get within shouting distance of like the fifth best quarterback available. And they were able to get to Justin Fields and it only really cost them like a first round pick next year, right? You know, a fourth next year as well, like some change, but basically a first next year to get up for a guy that could genuinely like transform that franchise. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to argue with that one, right? Because they, they're desperate. They were the most desperate team. You, you felt like they had to do something. And as field started dropping and Chicago moves up, it's like, all right, they're going to get them. I, I love it. Uh, yeah, fantastic move by the Bears. Uh, one that had to be made, and the, the the payoff could be incredible. Could be absolutely incredible. And when you think about what happened yesterday, Sam, during the draft, Aaron Rodgers rumored to be just out of Green Bay. You know, you've got Detroit, you have Minnesota. Detroit's completely rebuilding. Minnesota's like right in between, right? Half rebuild, but they're good enough to compete. But this is a huge move for the Bears in that division Right now, getting Justin Fields, all of a sudden, the Bears go from the most unexciting offseason where Andy Dalton is QB1 to maybe the most, you know, excited fan base now with Justin Fields as their future. Yeah, I mean, there really are reasons to be excited. Like, obviously, Fields, just from an athletic and a physical stature and, and specimen point of view, is spectacular. The guy runs a 4-3. He's got a cannon of an arm. He can make all the throws. He's big. It, everything's good. But even, like, he's played really well as well. I think that's the thing that seems to be getting lost in all this negativity about the guy. Three seasons of PFF grades above 90. They've been 90.1, 91.5, 93.5. Like, those are comparable to what Trevor Lawrence has done the last three years as well. Like, Trevor Lawrence has also got three straight seasons of 90-plus grading. But, like, that's the kind of 
category of player he's been in in terms of grades. We need to like appreciate just how freakishly good this guy has been. He's had a, a big-time throw rate above 8% for his career, which is higher than Trevor Lawrence. He's got a turnover-worthy play rate, just a fraction over 2%, which is, I think, lower than Trevor Lawrence. So, like, statistically, he's right up there with Lawrence, and that's the way the the narrative was 12 months ago, right? It was, hey, Fields might sneak Trevor Lawrence to the number one overall pick. Like, whoever's tanking, might be tank- tanking for, for Fields in, instead of Lawrence. And yet the Bears were able to snag this guy after a slide in the first round. Absolutely. A huge win for the Bears with Justin Fields. So I love that as a favorite pick. Um, I'm going to go with later in the first round. Mike Renner mentioned this on the live show. So I'm stealing it from him a little bit. But I loved Greg Newsom, Northwestern corner, going to the Cleveland Browns. And then this is a process pick for me. Now, granted... We ranked the Browns the second best roster in the NFL going into the draft. Maybe it was a little high, but they're up there. I mean, there's not a lot of holes on this roster. But I absolutely love the cornerback pick. You know, you've got Denzel Ward. They easily could have said, we have Denzel Ward, we have Greedy Williams, and we signed Troy Hill. We're good. We're set. But they get Greg Newsom, and it just gives them more options in the secondary. You want to roll three and four deep back there. Newsom, first-round caliber player we had as a top-20 player. You get him at 26, um, and it just gives you some insurance back there. And, you know, you still want Greedy Williams to be a stud. It'd be great if he's good. But Greedy's also only good at certain things. He might be just a better man corner than a zone corner. Newsom's a better zone corner. You can start playing matchups. It adds flexibility. And for a roster that is so strong, that's how you keep it strong. Stealing a page from the Ravens, picking up all those corners. Just another really smart move in a series of them this offseason by the Browns. Yeah, that is a really good fit. I really, I like, I like Newsom as a corner. I like that fit schematically even more. I think that is a really good move. One more I want to mention, just because I haven't mentioned it yet on the main pod or here. Rashawn Slater at 13 to the the Los Angeles Chargers. Like they, that completes effectively their. Um, remake of that entire offensive line in the course of one offseason to protect Justin Herbert. But again, like in all of our mocks, there were people that had Rashawn Slater as the number one tackle in this draft, right? Above Panay Sewell um, and a guy that should have gone somewhere inside the top 10. We always had him long gone by the time the Chargers pick came up and we were repeatedly giving them Christian Darasaw because obviously they were going tackle. So for them to be able to sit there at 13 and have Rashawn Slater fall into their laps, a guy that was like blocking Chase Young one-on-one the last time we saw him and doing really well, That like that's a fantastic uh, pick for them. Number 30 pass blocking grade last year with Justin Herbert and still had a pretty good season. They just overturned four-fifths of their offensive line. And uh, Rashawn Slater's the guy that puts the cherry on top there. So it's a huge move for the chargers. And like you said, we, they got one tackle better than we expected to be there. So love that pick as well for the chargers. I agree with you. Uh, what about on the other end, the picks you don't like, we mentioned a few on the main po- main pod. There's a couple running backs that went, those are probably easy pickings, but what stood out to you is ones you just, one you didn't like. So it won't surprise anyone that's been listening to know that JC horn to Carolina is one of my least favorite picks. And look, I, it, Part of it is the value. Like, I, I knew J.C. Horn was going to go a lot higher than I thought he should go just because the NFL covets that, right? It covets height, weight, size, length, aggression, all those kinds of things. The, his high traits are things that the NFL does chase after. Um, but, one, he went, like, higher than even 
most optimistic people were talking about. But B, like the scheme fit, I don't think could be much worse. Like J.C. Horn's calling card is he's fantastic as an aggressive press man corner. And we were saying if he went 12 to Philadelphia or 15 to New England, like a team that plays a lot of that style of coverage, okay, now we can talk. But Carolina played the least press man coverage of any team in the NFL last year. Like nobody ran a scheme that does less of what he's good at than the Panthers did. Now you can say, all right, well, they just – change the scheme to suit him but all right but the, like the the six other guys in the back seven are not well suited for that so I don't think it's quite as simple as just well play more of the thing that he's good at so I just I don't like that pick in in pretty much any way yeah my initial take was similar like wait a second that's not the right team but maybe they are maybe they're trying to change the scheme they do have to play the Bucks twice they have to play the Saints twice are they going to start playing more press, man? Or do they see him? Look, I, I saw some. He's not great in zone, and our guy Darius Butler was on the set, and you know he agreed. He doesn't like him off off coverage or in zone either. He did have a few of those Marcus Peters type plays that I like. You know the feel plays in mm. zone. It's not his forte, but I don't know. It, it's it isn't it isn't the best fit, and it is at eight. And I did have a feeling you were going to go that way. Mm. I, I don't want to repeat myself again, but the Raiders at seventeen, <laughs> um, and it's it's a little. It's a little it's a little bit based off of just where you came from, right? I mean, you're sitting there coming into the offseason as a Raiders fan saying, how are we going to beat the Chiefs? I mean, how are we even going to beat the Chargers? And the Broncos keep getting better and better. And now there's rumors that Aaron Rodgers is going to be with the Broncos. I mean, the Raiders are one more QB trade away from destined for last place I in think, that division, right? I mean, or battling the Chargers. I think their biggest and now problem. It's, Sorry, go on. Go ahead. I, well, I think their biggest problem is that it's not necessarily that they keep drafting not good players. So that certainly doesn't help. It's that everybody they pick seems to be overdrafted by like 25 picks. Like, even if you were, were swinging not, and missing. And it's not wrong. Like, the, the consensus hasn't been wrong when they picked Jonathan Abram, when they picked jo- Josh Jacobs is good, but he's a running back, when they picked Cleveland Furl, when they picked uh, Damon Arnett. You know, none of those guys have panned out but, that they quote-unquote reached for. But critically, even if they were, you would be screwing it up, right? Like, even if even if you were proving the consensus wrong and actually getting it right every single time, you're still leaving meat on the bone by not exploiting the fact that you can get that guy 20 picks later. Like, the fact that you are overdrafting these people by such a huge degree shows that you're, whatever you're doing, you're way off compared to everybody else. Now... If you're way off and right, it's fine, but it means you can start gaming that to your advantage and actually start trading down and picking up extra draft picks and still getting the guy you want and nobody else is going to take him because you know something they don't. Alternatively, you don't know something that everybody else does and you're just drafting players that other people don't want at that spot, which is what seems to be happening repeatedly. So I, I just look at the Leatherwood move. We had a second-round grade on him. Fine. He could be a good player. But we're still looking at pretty much a lateral move at best along the offensive line where you have a whole bunch of other holes on this roster. It's not one of the better rosters in the NFL. So, Sam, we're destined for another year where the Raiders draft is – watch, it's going to look better when you just flip it upside down. They're going to get one of our favorite players I was thinking like that, in round yeah. four, right? And it's going to be the same thing. So Raiders fans, don't worry. 
day three, you'll make it up. Anyway, it's our favorite and least favorite picks. We have so much more draft coverage coming your way on the PFF NFL Daily and the PFF NFL Podcast. It's the PFF NFL Daily. Daily.